I want to talk a little bit about sex positivity mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about something. So what I perceive to be happening with within sex positivity, which we've had sex workers on, like mm-hmm. we've, we've run the gamut of talking about a lot of topics, is that what I see labeled as sex positivity feels to me like it's from the patriarchal gaze. It feels to me like there still is that element of the patriarchy within what sometimes is labeled as sex positivity and it's still for the benefit of like not the people that we want it to be the benefit for have you found that to be like what are your thoughts on that and like what are your views of the sex positivity movement in space my working definition of sex positivity is that this is a a position that honors whatever your own organic relationship wants to be and is with sex and doesn't shame you don't shame yourself and we don't shame other people mm-hmm. for their relationships with sex. And we recognize the diversity of healthy sexuality that can exist in the world, even if something that somebody else likes isn't something we're going to integrate into our own sexual story. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that's the same mm-hmm. definition that we're working on, but... Yeah, I think it's, it is the same ideal, but not as specific. And I think yours is right. I guess I just see sometimes like music videos or just some things that are in the media or pop culture that feel like they're supposed to be sex positive, but don't actually feel like it's for the pleasure Mm -hmm. of a woman. It feels like it's for the aesthetics or like the shock factor or like for like online culture rather than like a genuine like body love and Mm -hmm. pleasure within oneself Mm -hmm. with another partner or by yourself. Mm -hmm. No, I see what you're saying. I I think that there definitely is an, an element of sex positivity that's still for people who have a more patriarchal ideological mindset, Mm -hmm. they're going to both slut shame and they're going to commoditize Mm -hmm. someone else's sexuality. And I think maybe an important distinction to make is that the only people who can objectify someone is the person doing the objectifying, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody chooses to be sexual we don't know what their experience is, mm-hmm. right? And I think we've got to parse out what's the difference between being sexual and being sexualized. Mm-hmm. And what I hear is that your concern is that some women may think that they're being sexual, but in fact, they're being sexualized. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't even think they're being sexual and they're pandering to a role. That's that what is. it feels like, the role yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I that I think about a lot, especially when we talk about things like mainstream porn and pop mm-hmm. culture. And I think it's really important to know that there's a tremendous you know, variability in terms of why people do the things that they do. And it's not for anyone to say what's empowering, but them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thanks for digging into that. It's just something I think about because it's like, I guess... When you think about porn, you can think about the porn created for women, like from the mm-hmm. female gaze. And it's like women's bodies that are more, mm-hmm. you know, normal or body neutral. And then it's like situations and experiences and lovers that feel more organic and mm-hmm. feel more natural. And it feels less of like that commoditized version like you're talking about within normal porn or just sometimes within pop culture, where it's like always from the same perspective of like white cis, mm-hmm. big boobed, blonde haired women, mm-hmm. you know, or like a man that looks like this in a situation that looks like this. A woman could potentially be disempowered, all of these things. So it's sometimes it's like, I just feel like women are sometimes told that something could be empowering where they're maybe not sure if it is or not. Mm-hmm. And it's not maybe as empowering as it could have been in like the more sensual woman-centered situation. Mm-hmm. 
I, I totally hear you, but I think it's important to remember that even just sort of having that perspective yeah. is sort of catering to the patriarchy mm-hmm. because it assumes that only women can feel this way mm-hmm. and that that's a woman-centered perspective. But there are many men who crave that kind of connection and intimacy too. So, you know, there, there's there's room for there to be objectification if everyone involved is consenting, mm-hmm. right? Because it does allow us to play out different kinds of fantasy and different roles within ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's space for that. Where I think it gets sort of co-opted is is that mainstream free, mm-hmm. non-ethical, non-feminist mm-hmm. created porn tends to be thematically very degrading, male-centered, and very limiting in terms of sexual diversity and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. completely non-realistic. But when we sort of factor in, you know, the way that society has told women not to be sexual, not to want that kind of stimuli, I wonder what it might look like in 30 years when there are more women stepping up to that, to that cause and making more female-centered porn or the feminine gaze or just ethical. You know, mm-hmm, making yeah. sure that it's presented in a way that's realistic as mm-hmm. well as objectifying in moments. Mm-hmm. Around the ethics, like what is that sort of education or conversation about, you know, within the porn industry? What What is some information that people maybe need to know of? When I think about ethical porn, I think about porn that is one based in fair labor Mm-hmm. laws so everyone gets compensated appropriately in really transparent ways the the actors who are selected are it's ensured that they're doing so volitionally mm-hmm. there's no coercion there are no secrets and you know there there's a, a guarantee that nobody's being exploited mm-hmm. right sexually emotionally physically financially yes and that's really important. That porn typically exists behind a paywall because it's more expensive to make. So when you look at you know platforms like, I don't even know, I, I don't want to name names, mm-hmm. but when you look at the common free platforms, those guarantees are not always in place, which mm-hmm. is why you know last year we saw the New York Times do big stories on some of the, mo- the most famous free platforms and it eradicated a lot of the content that they had on those sites because it could they could not conform that it was done ethically. Wow. Mm. That's interesting. It's like when journalism is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, at times mm-hmm. it can be a little, you know, out there, but then it's like, wow, that was an important story that really mm-hmm. changed things. And it, it seems to me like the sex positive conversation really is based on the consent mm-hmm. and like the full participation, mm-hmm. you know, where, yeah. because I can imagine... I can see an empowering moment of like a woman who is in a music video and mm-hmm. she's wearing like a beautifully like revealing mm-hmm. outfit, dance, whatever. And she is fully owning mm-hmm. that. And then also aware that, yeah, she might be objectified by those watching her millions mm-hmm. around the world, but that she is okay. So it's like her consent and yeah. her ownership mm-hmm. is kind of what makes it sex positive. That's exactly right. Okay. I wonder if I'm so ingrained in the patriarchy that me thinking that that's disempowering is part of, you know, like <laughs> it's like me thinking that disempowering is part of that. Because it's like, mm. why wouldn't I assume that she's empowered? I mean, it's a great question. And and I think so many of us are contending with levels of internalized misogyny that, that feel like a constant rolling back of layers, Yes. right? So I can't answer that question for you, only you can. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know for my own edification, I went through similar questions too. Like, how can that even be empowering? And 
how does it make sense when there are so many people watching who are shaming her? And is it really mm-hmm. sex positive? And, and the answer is, I don't know, because yeah. I don't know what her perspective is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what her motives are and what it what it does to her soul, mm-hmm. right? For some people, it might light them up and for yes. others, it might do that momentarily and then they might have feelings later that contradict that empowerment. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's empowerment all the way. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.